The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Her son, he, he, needs, he needs to have his mother. Police have been searching for the 26-year-old mother since Wednesday. Right now, Mesquite police detectives are going door to door. That night, she didn't pick up her child from the babysitter. Since her son was born, that's her whole world. You know, I, I would love to see her. You know, I'd love to be able to give her a hug again bring her home. To not pick up their child when they're supposed to, I think that's part of our biggest concern is why she didn't pick her child up and, you know, is she safe? Where is a beautiful young mom, Prisma Denise Reyes? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Straight out to David Max, syndicated talk show host. Start at the very beginning. What do we know, Dave? We've got a 26-year-old beautiful woman with a 6-year-old son who leaves work during her lunch hour, and that's the last time anybody has seen her. She didn't show up to pick up her six-year-old son. That was the tip-off that family and friends had knowing 
that something was amiss because she would never, ever leave her six-year-old without his mom. So they knew, and they immediately alerted everybody they could and started looking immediately. We are talking about a 26-year-old mom, Prisma Denise Arias. We know she didn't pick up her son from the babysitter's house, which she did every work evening around 7.30. Now, this is what we know. She gets up as normal that day. She goes to work. She drops the baby at the babysitter's like she always does. She reports to work. She goes to lunch. And then she's never seen again. That's my understanding of the facts. With me, an all-star panel, Ashley Wilcott, judge, lawyer, anchor at AshleyWilcott.com. Jeff Cortese, FBI, special agent, Dave Max, syndicated talk show host, Karen Stark, psychologist, joining us from Manhattan at KarenStark.com, and Robin Walensky, CrimeOnline.com, investigative reporter. I want to go to Jeff Cortese, uh, former FBI special agent. Jeff, uh, I, like Dave Mack, find the most uncharacteristic mark of this to be that she did not pick up her baby. Because maybe I'm projecting my own feelings, but I would never, ever not pick up the twins. Ever. I'd have to be incapacitated not to pick up my children, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that point was uh, definitely not lost on law enforcement. Uh, Between, especially after understanding and gaining some visibility and um, clarity on the relationship between the mother and the son, it it did appear that that to be a a very standout and significant moment, not not the least of which also included the fact that they found the vehicle the next day. So those were two extremely telling Uh, indicators for law enforcement. What do we know about the moments of her disappearance? Listen to our friend at CBS 11. This is Andrea Lucia. Security footage shows Prisma Reyes standing by an elevator at this Dallas department complex just before 6 o'clock Wednesday evening talking on the phone. It is the last sign of the 26-year-old single mother Mesquite police have been able to find. Her Jeep Wrangler was found parked in the same complex. Her mother, Lilia Peralta, says this has never happened before. She last communicated with her daughter Wednesday at noon to warn her about the storms in the forecast. That evening, she kept checking her phone. Peralta says she was looking to see if Reyes had sent her a message or a photo of her grandson as she usually does. Instead, Peralta later learned her daughter had never showed up at her friend's house to pick him up after work. Now, Mesquite police are trying to piece together what happened it is unusual i think for for anyone to maybe abandon a vehicle and but really to not pick up their child when they're supposed to i think that's probably our biggest concern is why she didn't pick her child up and you know is she safe okay that's telling me something i didn't know with me ashley wilcott judge trial lawyer anchor at ashleywilcott.com ashley that puts her alive after 6 p.m and then she is reported missing after she doesn't pick up the baby at 7.30. Now, that's my understanding of the facts. In my mind, before I hear that uh, reporting, I thought she just didn't come back from lunch. That was one report I had heard, Ashley. But if she is alive and well at 6, 
and then she's not somewhere at 7.30, that should really refine the timeline. Absolutely. So as you well know, Nancy, in all of these cases, timeline is the most important thing because you've got to narrow it down to figure out and be able to focus the investigation. That significantly changes the timeline so they can start focusing on where did she go at 6 o'clock and what happened between them and 7.30. We, you know, and right now, this is a huge, vast investigation because we don't know where she is during that timeline yet. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge big deal, Jeff Cortese, uh, FBI special agent. Jeff, because if we're starting the timeline where I thought we were starting it at 12 when she goes to lunch, this buys me six more hours of knowing she's alive and well. Now I don't have to worry about who she had lunch with, where she was at lunch, and, and track that down with receipts or ATMs or even, you know, uh, the OnStar in her car or her Sirius radio. Now I, I can start at 6 o'clock. If that reporting is accurate, that she's caught on video surveillance, and I'm looking right now at the video surveillance. If this is the same thing, and I'm pretty sure it is, she is, she has on a red, it looks like a, um, I don't know, like a soccer, a professional soccer shirt. She is talking on her cell phone. She's got her pocketbook on, in the crook of her arm. She's holding her keys, and she's, you know, walking around. It looks like waiting on an elevator in a parking deck, talking on her phone. If that's at 6 o'clock, the advancement of that timeline is highly significant, Jeff. No, absolutely. Uh, and the timeline is critical to the investigative process. There's, there's no doubt about it. But uh, certainly the events leading up to 6 o'clock, so even where she was at noon and, and where those receipts are are. Uh, what what restaurant they might be coming back from. Those are also critical because the events leading up to the, the point in which we last identify her location uh, could be significant to painting the picture of where she is now. Speaking of spotting her, listen to ABC 13 reporter David Goins. It's been four days, but it feels like it's already longer than then. When there are few clues, Rudy Peralta fills his time instead with questions he cannot answer. I want to know where my sister's at. He says he spoke with 26-year-old Prisma Peralta Reyes about a week ago. Nothing eventful, just work and busy life as a mom to her six-year-old son. The deed was her baby. I mean, her kid was her world. Mesquite police say something in Prisma's world changed Wednesday night when she failed to pick up her son from the babysitter after work. I just knew that that's not her. Detectives discovered her Jeep Wrangler 15 miles away, abandoned at this apartment complex just east of downtown Dallas near Hall and Ross. Prisma wasn't there. She wasn't answering her phone. Then on Friday, Mesquite investigators released this video. They are the last known images of Prisma taken outside an elevator at that East Dallas apartment complex. Police say they've contacted the person that she's on the phone with and interviewed them, but haven't said any more. I've seen that video and that's, it, it made me break down. It made me just fall, you know, knowing that that's the last thing I could see from her. Peralta says he looks up to his big sister, the first to go to college in his family, a hard worker and dedicated mom. She's really mature, really smart. She's really funny. Which is why he admits nothing makes sense right now. He hopes anyone who may have seen his sister around this complex on Wednesday will come forward and provide a clue that could help lead her family to answers they do not have tonight. I don't want to spend the rest of my life knowing that I don't, I don't have one older sister. Straight out to Dave Max, syndicated talk show host Dave. 
What can you tell me about the timing of that video? Is it at 6 o'clock? It's at 5.50 p.m., Nancy, and it is crucial. The location where this parking deck is and why she was at that apartment complex. You mentioned earlier, we don't know where she was between noon or roughly around lunchtime until we see her in the surveillance video at 5.50 p.m. It is the apartment complex of an ex-boyfriend, and the relationship did not end well, according to uh, her sister. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Photos Prisma Reyes posted on Facebook. The endearing caption reads, Dad, look at all of these memories. Very loving, very caring, very smart. Dan Fuchs is the dad she's referring to. He's her stepfather, but loves Prisma like his own. I looked at her just like she was one of my own natural children. Dan said he was out of state driving his truck when he got the call about Prisma's disappearance. I, I just haven't come to the reality of it yet. You know, I just... I'm just trying to keep myself busy, and you know, that's all I can really do. Police have been searching for the 26-year-old mother since Wednesday. That night, she didn't pick up her child from the babysitter. Since her son was born, that's her whole world. We are talking about a gorgeous 26-year-old mom, Prisma Reyes, who goes missing after work, apparently on her way to pick up her baby from daycare, you know, another thing about her, to Robin Walensky joining me now, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, is not only did she hold down a very responsible job as a paralegal, she also had been National Guard. And that invokes um, the idea of a certain discipline to be in the military. And she had an excellent reputation and record with the National Guard. I find it very difficult to believe this mom, who had never once failed to pick up her child, didn't call in sick to work, didn't lay out whenever, whenever she felt like it, suddenly misses the pickup for her child. And the fact that I'm now learning she was National Guard gives me a, a different uh, insight into her personality, Robin. You know, Nancy, she's a very disciplined person. By all accounts, they have looked at her record. She shows up to work on time. She takes her son, the six-year-old, to the babysitter she has a brother and a sister. She's in touch with the parents on a regular basis. This is not someone who is irresponsible. This is someone who is very responsible. And Nancy, as you know, I lived in Dallas for many years. I, I just want to say something about the geography of this. She was living in Mesquite, Texas, which is a little bit more suburban. And there's a 15, one five mile radius from her home where she lives with the son to the location where she's last seen on the videotape wearing the red shirt, the soccer shirt, as you described, with the jeans. So 15 miles, it doesn't sound like a lot, but in Dallas, Texas, where the highways are very vast and there's just, you know, a lot of road between point A and point B, there, there is terrain here to cover. Robin Walensky joining me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Then we get another development in the case, the discovery of her vehicle seemingly abandoned. That's right, Nancy. The car is found in a parking deck in Old East Dallas. This is 15, one five miles away 
from where she lives in Mesquite, Texas. And you would have to go on highways and then a couple of small roads to get to where the apartment complex is in old East Dallas. And where she works, I understand, is kind of midway between the two, between the home and where the car, the Jeep Wrangler 2017 model is found. What more can you tell me about that? Dave Max syndicated talk show host about the discovery of her Jeep. Well, the Jeep is actually located about a block away from the apartment complex that it was associated with. Ashley Wilcott joining me as well as Jeff Cortese, FBI, Dave Mack, Karen Stark, Robin Walensky. To Jeff Cortese, what's the first thing the FBI would do with an abandoned vehicle? Uh, Given these circumstances, one of the things they're going to do is they're going to process that vehicle. So they're going to be looking for fingerprints, uh, DNA. Uh, They're going to be checking uh, the the position of the driver's seat to see if, in fact, a five-foot-two woman was driving it or if somebody else was driving it. Uh, They're going to be looking for signs of a struggle. Any indication uh, that that, that this vehicle was part of something nefarious? Okay, let me go through everything you just said, Jeff Cortese. He is the former Fed with the FBI. He's a special agent. I'm going to go through everything you just said with the fine-tooth comb, number one. When you said the seat, remember Ashley Wilcott and Tara Grinstead's car, uh, who a a beloved high school teacher, beauty queen, getting her master's degree, brilliant, beautiful, the works, disappears, never seen again. She was a neat freak. Her home was incredibly neat, everything in order. Her car, you know those people that their car still smells new after two or three years? She was like that, but when they got her car, Ashley, It was covered in mud, and just like Jeff Cortese is saying, the driver's seat was pushed back. Nobody her size would have been able to hit the gas or the brakes. Ashley? That says everything to me, Nancy. You know, my very first employer got in my car when I was out of law school. We were driving to a deposition, and you know, he said to me, you can always tell a lot about a person by their car. I completely agree. But with the seat all the way back like that, that is a huge clue that it wasn't just her driving, got out of the car, um, got a wild hair took off all of that in conjunction with this is a reliable responsible young mother who's never not picked up her child and the seats back like that we've got a problem yeah everybody if you want to see a mock-up of her vehicle or the video of her the last known sighting of prisma please go to crimeonline.com we've got the tip line and everything breaking in this story Um, Another issue, back to you, Jeff Cortese, regarding the car. What would you look for if you were looking for signs of struggle? Uh, As you pointed out, if if she was somebody who is more meticulous in in her cleaning, I'm going to look for something disruptive, something that suggests that the the, uh, items within the car had been moved around. I'm going to be looking for tears. I'm going to be, you know, this is a relatively... um, small vehicle or smaller vehicle, but I'm going to be looking for blood stains. I'm going to be looking for uh, uh, globs of hair, uh, mud or dirt, uh, things that might uh, otherwise seem out of place. You know, all of that is visible to the naked eye. Jeff Cortese, FBI, what about that evidence that is not visible to the naked eye? Fibers. I'm talking about fibers that was that were used to uh, connect all the victims in the Wayne Williams serial killer case, first time in the country. 
I'm talking about the use of luminol to find possibly invisible to the naked eye blood. What else can you find in a car that would not be visible to the naked eye? Sure. Uh, scent. Uh, you could find uh, the DNA, uh, fibers, uh, skin follicles. Uh, you, you can find pieces of uh, uh, from an, an individual person that might identify um, a DNA that is different or unusual or, or inconsistent with the rest of the car. You know, speaking of the car and everything that Jeff Cortese is advising us that would be looked for, you know, also, Jeff Cortese, you, you have to look at something like um, your OnStar, which might be tracking you or some type of GPS in there that may say where the car has been before it was abandoned there. And speaking of where it's abandoned, Robin Walensky, CrimeOnline.com, I'm curious because it means a lot. Was it down a ravine? Was it left out uh, in the woods? Was it in a densely wooded area? Was it in a Walmart parking lot? You know, a lot of times you hear of cars that are part of kidnappings or that have been stolen parked at the very last parking spot in a Walmart or behind the grocery store where nobody's going to see it until several days have passed. What do we know about where Prisma Reyes' Jeep was abandoned? It was in some sort of a parking lot area because the neighborhood where this apartment complex is in Old East Dallas is basically, Nancy, three- to four-story apartment buildings, and it has lots of parking lots. It's not really a, a wooded area. There's basically apartment complexes, and places to park your vehicle. So somebody would park it there, and it would just blend in into dozens and dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of other cars as the days pass. Where is Prisma Reyes? One day after her disappearance, police recovered Reyes's Jeep from the same apartment complex and say they've spoken to the person on the other end of Reyes's phone call. I seen that video and that's, it, it made me break down. It made me just fall, you know, knowing that that's the last thing I could see from her. Mesquite, Texas police say Reyes seemed to be behaving normally. She's just talking on the phone. She does not appear to be under duress or anything. But her stepfather says he is concerned that this video may show just the opposite. The way she was flaundering her arm and a lanyard for her keys from, it's just a trait that she has. It is unusual, I think, for, for anyone to maybe abandon a vehicle, and but really to not pick up their child when they're supposed to. I think that's... Part of our biggest concern is why she didn't pick her child up and, you know, is she safe? And so that surveillance video is critical. And this morning, we don't know what, if any evidence, police have been able to gather from her car. We do know, however, that calls to her cell phone have gone unanswered. Her family and police are desperate to find her. You're hearing our friends at ABC's GMA. That was Marcus Moore. That's another issue to Jeff Cortese. It matters to me if when you dial a cell phone, if it goes straight to voicemail, if it continues to ring, if it goes straight to voicemail, to me that says it's dead or it's been shut off. If it's still ringing, I mean, this is just anecdotal, but I think that's what that means. It means it's still working. If it's still working, you can get a ping off of it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be a, a, an early investigative step that law enforcement should be taking and, and I would imagine did take. Uh, and that is to to triangulate and circulate around the the cell towers, 
uh, in which that phone might be hitting off of. To Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, anchor at AshleyWilcott.com. Ashley, the cell phone records should tell us a lot. Cell phone records are some of the best evidence because remember, we can then see where the phone last was. Where did it ping and how far was it from where she is? Because wherever it pinged, wherever it was, then law enforcement can go to those locations to track her down. So cell phone records are one of the things that often can break a case wide open. You know, I keep looking at this video, and again, you can see it at CrimeOnline.com. Some people have said she looks distraught. She doesn't look distraught at all to me. She's um, got on um, like capri jeans or jean tights. She's got on black tennis shoes with a white bottom. She's got her bag on her arm like she may be going back. It's crooked in her right arm. She's got a long keychain. It looks like it's something she'd wear around her neck, like an uh, um, employee ID. And again, kind of a red soccer-looking shirt. And she's talking on a phone. She's just kind of wandering around talking to me. And I know all of you guys have looked at it. To Dave Max, syndicated talk show host, she doesn't look distraught at all to me. And she's not flailing her arms around. She's just walking back and forth, shifting her weight. It looks like she's waiting on an elevator in a parking deck. That's what it appears to be. But Nancy, here's the catch. Her stepfather, Dan Fuchs, actually made a comment specifically about how normal that appears to most people. If you've got a child, you know they have different tells when they're nervous, when they're upset. They do different things. And Dan Fuchs, her stepfather, who she referred to as dad, he says that that actually shows that she was nervous. There was hmm. something going on because she, what appears to be normal to you and me, we don't know her. He knows her, and he said that that behavior actually showed something was going on to him. You know what? You're right. Ashley Wilcott, I mean, I, I can look at John David or Lucy, my twins, and they can exhibit a behavior that looks normal to somebody else, but I know it means something very different. Absolutely. You can look at a child. You can look at someone that you're related to, your own child, and you're right. You know, and I always say trust your gut, because even if you don't know what it is, why they're acting different, why they seem different, you know, and, and the majority of the time, if not every time, you are going to be dead on right that something's wrong. Guys, we are talking about missing Prisma Reyes, 26-year-old mom. Her little boy left at the babysitter. She always picks the baby up at 7.30 when she gets off. So I want to talk some more about what we can see in the video about the location of her vehicle. Uh, another issue I'm, I'm trying to find out about, Robin Walensky, CrimeOnline.com, is the nature and scope of the search because at the beginning, they, no one would even say she was missing. Why is it, Robin, whenever a woman disappears, everybody says, oh, she's run off with her boyfriend. She has not run off with her boyfriend. It took some time before everybody agreed she's missing. Yeah, that's nonsense that women are just running off into the sunset. I don't buy it for a minute. This is someone, who, again, who really has a regulated schedule. When you have your kids, at the babysitter, you pick them up so you're not overcharged. But here's the bottom line. This is a woman who abided by a schedule every day. She didn't just run off into the sunset. That's nonsense. But what strikes me about this video that is so specific, I've watched it a couple of times, the phone, Nancy, she's speaking on the phone. She's holding it in her hand. The conversation is on a speakerphone. Are you talking in a 
in a private conversation, a deep conversation with your lover or your husband or your boyfriend or a boss and letting anyone who would be walking by getting off that elevator, she has the phone on speaker in her right hand and the ID and the keys on that long lanyard are in her left hand. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Robin, Robin. So you think it's unusual for someone to talk on speaker because, hello, is it just me, Dave Mack? Because I've read all these suggestions that you should not hold your phone right up to your head, okay? I don't want all those radio waves going through my head. I don't care who's scoffing at me. They said cigarettes didn't cause cancer either. Look, what about that? So I talk to everybody on speaker. Unless I can manage to steal the earplug away from one of my twins who clutch it like it's gold. So I'm always on speaker. Everybody hears everything I'm saying. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. You have to hear me talking to my 87-year-old mother who's hard of hearing. I have to scream. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, I don't think that's odd to be talking on speaker. Is that just is that just me? Dave Matt? No, I think it's normal. And actually, Nancy, you know, while many of us, we see that and we wonder who's she talking to, what's going on? Well, the police have already talked to the person on the other end of that phone call. They're not telling us who, what, when, or where, but they've already talked to that individual and they've said it has nothing to do with this case. Okay, Ashley Wilcott, did you just hear Dave Matt completely ignore what I said? Oh. What is it with men? Do they, can they not, first of all, cut Dave Mack's mic. I don't want to hear him right now. Ashley. What is it? Not you, Jeff Cortese, of course, because you're perfect. But what is wrong with them? I just said I don't think it's weird she's on speakerphone that I do it all the time because I don't want ear cancer or brain cancer or any other kind of cancer, Lord help me. And he just goes off on something else. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear that. I did. It was non-responsive, darn it. So let What's me just wrong say with this. Him? <laughs> I completely agree with you. I'm on speakerphone the majority of the time. Now, if it's in a bunch of people and it's rude, I certainly take it off speaker, but I always use speakerphone. It's also easier because I can hold it right in front of me. Yeah, I can clear out a whole room screaming into the phone trying to make my mother hear me. No problem. Okay, let Dave Mack back in now. He's <laughs> spanked enough. So, Cortese, did you hear that? Jeff Cortese, what Mac just said, that they've spoken to the, the person she was talking to on the phone? interview them they whoever it is they won't divulge it but they've spoken willingly so that's really not helping me except giving me a time another clue maybe that person knew where she was headed i mean it helps me a little bit i guess jeff cortese yeah i think even identifying uh people who are not uh facilitators in nefarious activity is helpful to law enforcement so being able to to, to cross names off a list uh, can can always be helpful and is helpful, especially when you're dealing with a missing person case. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Dan says it's out of character. Prisma would never run away. And most importantly... She would never leave her son. Her son, he, he needs, <clears throat> he needs to have his mother. Police released surveillance video of Prisma last seen in Dallas. To people who don't know her, it may seem normal, but to Dan, he's analyzing every movement and worried she was in distress. 
the way she was plundering her arm and her lanyard for her keys from it's just a trait that she has. He is hoping his daughter is safe. You know, I, I would love to see her. You know, I'd love to be able to give her a hug again, bring her home. You know, that's about all I ask. As you know, right or wrong, every investigation into a homicide or a missing person starts close to home. I'm talking about your husband, your boyfriend, your ex, the guy that was your ex three years ago and you've got a TRO against him. Um, anyone close to you in your immediate orbit. Then if that fails, you step out. Coworkers, uh, neighbors, associates. Then you step out and you keep going. You end up with the pizza delivery boy. You end up with the guy at the grocery store. You end up with the bank teller. And it goes on and on and on because normally, right or wrong, Jeff Cortese, a former FBI special agent, homicides occur by people that know you, not necessarily your husband, but maybe your husband, your ex, your boyfriend, and then you move out ever so slightly. Statistically, that's true. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, that's the case. So in that scenario, I want to hear first about the search. What is being done? Are they using canines? Are they walking shoulder to shoulder with cadets? What has been done, Dave Mack? Uh, syndicated talk show host to find Prisma Denise. Nancy, they actually have done exactly as you described. They've gone door to door, uh, canvassing the entire apartment complex that is attached to this parking garage where we saw her on that video at 5.50 in the evening. They've canvassed the neighborhood. They've talked to everybody, every family member, co-workers, past co-workers. They've talked with everybody at this point. They're ex- it's an exhaustive search. Mesquite police going door to door in the area where Prisma Denise was last seen. Uh, They asked everyone to check security cameras in hopes of finding more footage of her the day she goes missing. The little boy, I understand, is with relatives. What can you tell me, Robin Walensky, CrimeOnline.com, about where, where is the father of the little boy? Where does he live? That, That is the big outstanding question. Let's talk about the search to... Dave, Matt, you said everything has been done. I assume that means looking at bodies of water if there is one nearby, bringing in tracker dogs, cadaver dogs, scent dogs. You told me shoulder-to-shoulder search. Have they done drone and air search as well, Dave Mack? Nancy, uh, what we've been told by the police thus far is that they've done an extensive search around the apartment complex of that 3500 block of Roseland Avenue, which is where her vehicle was was found, what they referred to as abandoned, and where that video was taken of the CC camera that we saw. They've gone to every apartment building, every apartment. They've knocked on the doors. They've gone to the other buildings along that same block, knocking on doors to talk to anybody who has any information about the evening that uh, Prisma was last seen. Speaking of starting with a small nucleus, take a listen to our friend at Fox 4 Dallas. This is Alex Boyer. Right now, Mesquite police detectives are going door to door in this area. They're asking folks to check their surveillance video. They're hoping that there's additional video of Prisma Reyes from the night she went missing in this area. Meanwhile, her mother and sister are devastated 
stated they're waiting for answers. Where is she? We have to know. Still no sign of the devoted single mother from Mesquite. It's hard seeing my nephew every morning and knowing that he might not be able to see his mom ever again. Dallas police officers located Reyes's Jeep abandoned on Rosalind Avenue in Old East Dallas last Thursday morning. Surveillance video released by police places Reyes at a nearby apartment complex around 5.50 Wednesday night. Investigators have not said why they believe she may have been there, but Reyes's sister revealed a possible link. We do know of an ex-boyfriend that lives there and her car was parked a block from there. As Morelda Piralda reported that information to police, she tells me the relationship ended badly. Let's talk about the obvious, the boyfriend. Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial, lawyer, anchor, AshleyWilcott.com. Ashley, he should expect to be questioned. Um, that's just SOP, standard operating procedure. And I find it very um, probative that she was in his apartment complex going to pick up the baby and the car was found not too far away from the apartment complex, Ashley. Yeah, it does not give me a good feeling at all, Nancy. A couple of things. Number one, he should absolutely expect to be questioned because they should be questioning everyone that she has contact with or known in the area or that knows her. Second, you know as well as I do, the statistics part of it, most people... Things don't happen to most people by strangers. Usually, statistically, it's by someone that we know, someone that knows us, and he would fit that bill. So he is a potential, he's certainly a person of interest, if not a potential suspect. We know that in the hours after Prisma Denise disappears, her sister called her on her cell, and it rang and rang and rang going to voicemail. Now the cell phone appears to be off or the battery drained. That's significant, Jeff Cortese, because right after we know she was gone, and that's around 7.30 when she didn't pick up the baby, the phone was still working. How long, Jeff, does it take to get triangulation? Well, I mean, you could look at historical records to get an idea of a general vicinity. Uh, if you're talking about getting a precise location, uh, you know, that, that doesn't take very long, but, you know, there are court processes in place that, you know, protect people from the government being able to do that too seamlessly. Now, in a missing person case, obviously, there are some exigent circumstances. That said, uh, this being the same evening, it, 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 the turnaround time on such a court order might might be uh, hard to put a finger on. That and, and I don't really know at what point the phone stopped working. So, you know, the phone does need to be operational for them to get that uh, that close ping uh, as a, beyond just hitting off a cell tower. Another thing we know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Robin Walensky and Dave Mack, is the person she was talking to has not only been identified, interviewed, but they have been cleared as well according to the information that we're getting. Yeah, he's no longer, a, he's not a person of interest, or she, he or she is not a person of interest. They've already done the interview and have said that uh, that call has nothing to do with What about the boyfriend? I don't know the boyfriend's name yet. That has not been released, but is he considered a person of interest? Nancy, at this point, I don't know his name either. I, I'm a, And I'm not even going to assume the police have talked to him, because you know as well as I do, people lawyer up right away. And knowing that this, according to her sister, the relationship ended badly infer in that what you want but i'm going to assume that she's telling the truth and that this guy is going to have already lawyered up and is not talking to anybody but we don't know that where is prisma denise reyes
If you have information, please call 972-285-6336. Repeat, 972-285-6336. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.